and we'll do our best to mind the Lord this morning. And I told Brother Dax, I said, I'm struggling. I've got two sermons on my heart this morning. So if this one don't take off within five or ten minutes, we'll be in the book of Esther. So y'all just hang out and keep your Bible ready. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But we're going to try Genesis chapter number three first. <laughs> Amen. The Bible says this, verse number one, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, any time someone is questioning what God yes, is doing, sir. My, my. you better put your radars up on alert Amen. mode. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Matter of fact, I believe last time we was here, we was talking about uh, Mary uh, in that moment of worship. That's and right. who was it that stood up and said, wait a minute now. Right. right. Well, Judas was scared. Yeah. yeah. He said, what we, what we could have done was this. And any time someone is objecting to what God is doing or what God has said. Right. You always are fixing to be in danger. Amen. Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said. Yeah. Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Oh, my goodness. Man. Absolutely degraded the word yes. of God. Yes. Absolutely went against what God has instructed into his children. But notice what he says. He's not just bold face lying when he says this. He's not just taking what God has said and, and making it a 180 degree difference of what God meant. Notice how he said, You shall not surely die, for God doth know yeah. that in the day you eat thereof, yep. then your eyes shall be opened, yep. and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. And she took up the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also to her husband with her. And he did eat. Listen to what happens. And the eyes of them both were open. Mm. They knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Would you pray for me this morning, Father? For we do love you. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for your word. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would help us as we do our feeble best today. Lord, to just plainly expound upon the scriptures. What thus saith the Lord this morning, not man's ideas, but not man's ways, but Lord, what God you have intended for us to have as people of God, Lord, as children of God. We thank you for it. Lord, if there's one that doesn't know you, Lord, as Lord and Savior of their life, I pray that today would be the day Lord, that they would see, Lord, high lifted up. And man named Jesus that he gave his life for them. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that everything said and done, Lord, would bring you honor, praise, and glory. And Lord, it's in your name that we do ask. And for Jesus' sake we pray it. Amen and amen. Thank you. You may be seated. 
I know I'm in a familiar portion of scripture this morning, but I hope that you'll just allow me to walk through this text and I don't have three or four or five points today. I just really want to get to a main thought and just give you what the Lord's given me. Yeah. But we've got to walk through the entirety of Genesis chapter number three. We have to understand that this deal that we are finding of Adam and Eve, their fall in the garden, if you will, it was by the lies of the enemy. Yeah. I tell you this morning, I believe this. I believe that we are all born sinners because of what was happening in Genesis chapter number three. Right. Amen. By one man's sin, yes, sin sir. entered into the world. Death by Romans sin. chapter number five plainly tells us it's by the disobedience right. of one man. Amen. And can I tell you, we have inherited this nature of sin passed down from our fathers from the beginning of time. And I believe this with all my heart. I believe had that serpent not beguiled them that day, had not that serpent lied to them that day, there would have been no sin. But can I tell you this morning, the Bible says, even in the beginning of Genesis, all the way to the end, amen, in Peter's uh, letters that he writes, uh, amen, that we have an enemy this morning yep. that he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. Amen. He knows this morning that God intends for every man, woman, boy, and girl to be children of God, to partake in a free gift of salvation. But through the lies and through the deceitfulness of the enemy, he's trying to destroy our lives. That's right. He begins with Adam and begins with Eve and Genesis chapter number three, and he does it in fashions that are so much just like him. Yep, yep. That's how he's been doing it from the beginning of time. That's right. I got news for you today. He ain't got no new tricks. No, sir. How does he deceive men and how does he deceive women? How does he break up homes? How does he end marriages in a divorce court? Come on. How does he get children out and hooked on drugs today? How does he turn little old precious baby boys, amen, into murderers and into thugs and into robbers? Come on, preacher. Little old precious curse. That's raised up in a good family and had them strung out somewhere where they don't even know who they are the next Come on, preacher. But it all starts with a little old lie. God not said. And honey, if you begin to believe his lies yeah. and believe his ways, you'll end up seeing things that you ain't never seen before. You'll end up living in a way that you ain't never lived before. You'll go you thought that you never go before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Has God not said it? Yeah. Oh my. Tell it, preacher. I wish I could go back to a 16-year-old Jared. Tell it, preacher. I wish I could go back to an 18-year-old Jared. And say, you better pay attention. Yep. You better listen. You better watch out because the serpent is so good right. at what he does. He's been doing this for a long time. Amen. To this present day, he's been doing it for thousands of years. Yep. Today at that garden, he's got pretty good at lying to people Amen. today. As God not said, you got to understand what he's saying. Verse number four, ye shall not surely die. Oh, wow. Yeah. You ain't going to die. Tell it. We all know this, preachers. Y'all forgive me for preaching so simple this morning. Oh, it's good. We know that when he said that statement, we can all agree on this fact. 
we knew that he's not talking about a physical death. Right. The punishment for their sin, for them doing what God said not to do, it wasn't that he's going to kill them. Right. But he knew that on the inside, yeah. something was going to happen. Right. He knew that on the inside, so death passed upon all men. Right. Right. And he's laying there and he's slithering around and he said, God didn't say all that. And just a minute ago, y'all thought that if y'all ate a one little old apple, that it was going to be over. Right. He said, well, that ain't true. He said, matter of fact, he said, it's not death, it's life. Yeah. You shall be as kings. Mm. Your eyes will see things that they've never seen before. Your ears will hear things right. that they never heard before. You'll be able to do and you'll be able to go places that you ain't never been before. And oh, as he begins to lie to them, I have a little bit of bad news for you. He was actually telling the truth yeah. while he was lying. Right. Because old man with their eyes fixing to be open. Sure. They didn't change one thing about themselves, but they noticed something changed about themselves. And their eyes was open, and they what? They saw themselves as naked. They realized who they really were. They realized that the state of which they were in. Oh, and as their eyes was open, now they're going somewhere that they've never been before. They got all of this beautiful and pleasant garden to dwell in, but now their feet have taken them somewhere to which they've never been. You say, where did they go? They went over to the trees and tried to hide amongst the trees. I don't know if y'all know this or not. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how big you are. But when a man stands over by a tree, hey man, he don't look like a tree. And you can try to stand there and act like something you ain't all you want to. But honey, if you ain't a tree, Come you won't get over there in the trees. Hey man, but I got news for you, Adam. I got news for you, Eve. You cannot blend in with the crowd right, that you right, ain't. Right, right, Oh my. Hey man. I remember when I was being raised by daddy, he was, he was pretty rough around my house and you know, we didn't go to movies. We didn't go on dates. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. We didn't do nothing. Let me just put it that way. We wasn't allowed to do nothing. We was allowed to go to Hardy's and sit around and listen to the old men talk and drink terrible coffee. <laughs> yeah. Huh? We wasn't allowed to do nothing. Man, I remember I, I was about 17, 18 years old, and in those days I'm running from God as hard as I can go. God had been dealing with me to preach ever since I was 15. I'm trying to get God to leave me alone. Yeah. I remember I was, Daddy, please just let me go with them guys one time. I remember finally, finally, I think I was about 18 years old before he let me go. Mm. There we went with my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law today. You know, he wasn't my brother-in-law then, but, you know, he was the good influence in my life. Right. <laughs> I ain't blaming him on nothing. Y'all don't tell him that. Amen. I love Brother David. We went and a couple of other different guys from the church. I remember we went to the mall down in Jacksonville. Back when going to the mall was cool. Mm. And you didn't have to worry about getting shot. Yeah. Especially in Jacksonville Mall. Amen. <laughs> we went to the mall. Man, I was watching them. I was like, they don't act like this at church. Uh. You know, I'm thinking the whole way there. I'm like, this ain't the McCain segment. Who is yeah. this on the radio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this don't sound like a primitive quartet. Talent preacher. Uh, Man, we got there that mall, Brother Dax, and I mean, yeah. they had that oomph in their step when they walked through the store, you know. They was limping, you know. Yeah. Nothing wrong with them. Yeah. They had a bad, bad side nerve like Brother Dax. They was limping, you know, when they walked. 
So here I am, I'm trying to do the same thing, and the timing's all wrong. It looks like I'm a teenage girl trying to wear heels for the first time. I, I can't figure it all out. Whew, and all of a sudden, the conversation changed. And then I started hearing words that I have never heard before. <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, my daddy ain't never said nothing like that. <laughs> my mama sure ain't Mother Teresa. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, man, wow. They are trying to act like someone that I ain't never seen before. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when they got around the trees, well, they were trying to blend in with the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Notice that when they tried to blend in with something that they weren't, they, they were still in the garden. Uh-huh. They haven't left yet. Right. You say, what are you saying? I'm saying you can sit on the first row, the second row, the, yep. the third row. You can sing in the choir. That's right. And try to blend in with oh, something yes. that you ain't. That's right. And you know when to turn the switch on and when to turn the switch off. You know when everything's just right. And all of a sudden, that same man that I believe with all... Now, y'all can try to find something to disprove me, but I'm telling you right now, I believe with all my heart that every evening, amen, in the cool of the day, I believe Adam was standing out there waving down God and saying, Lord, I'm ready for our evening stroll together. I believe if you could go back in time that you would hear and you would see Adam calling out, God, God, where art thou? Oh, but on this day it all has changed. And Adam's nowhere to be found. He's not sitting in the midst of the garden, but he's standing on the outside. They've been on the skirted walls amongst the trees, hiding from the very thing he loves. And instead of Adam calling on God, God is now calling on Adam. What about that? Where are they? Well, we've walked through some bad places. We've walked through some bad struggles to get to where we are. The Bible says, and the Lord God called him, Adam, where art thou? He said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Yeah. Oh, my, anybody ever been afraid? Mm. You know what you've done. Yeah. You know where you went. You know what yep. you said. You know yep. how you acted. Yeah. You. Oh, I'm scared to go to church this morning because I know if God shows up, we don't have something to talk about. Come on, yeah. come on. Let me tell you what that is. It's a big old word. Starts with a C. Yep. And it sounds like conviction. Yep. 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 The reason why Adam was afraid to look at the face of God this day is because there was something inside of him Come that on. had never been there before. Oh, can I tell you, child of God, I remember as a little old 10-year-old boy, yeah. I knew I needed to be saved. Amen. And I was so wanting to call on the name of the Lord Jesus, but I was scared yeah. for him to see me the way that I was. But the sweet Holy yeah. God drew me to his side. Amen. And said, but you've got access to come just like you are. And I realized I can come to him. Hey, man. What's on the inside. Yes, sir. Let me say this. Let me say it. Listen to me now as a saved man. Mm-hmm. We get saved. We get born again. We get forgiven our sins. And then as a saved person, Tell it. we're in the garden, if you will. Yep. We have seen God. We have heard God. We have fellowship with God. And you let one little old thing come between us and God and watch what we do. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. We'll be able to somewhere where we ought not be. That's right. 
will be dreading to even be around the presence of God. Right. You'll hear him call up so-and-so to preach and say, oh, Lord, I know what he's going to preach on. i got to get out of here. Yeah. I want sister so-and-so to come. I know what song she's going to sing, and that's just going to pluck those strings down in my heart. Hey, man, what it's doing is it's bringing out that conviction yep. within man. But can I tell you, that's where we ought to be. Hey, man. Thank the Lord. I hid myself. And that's what he asked him. He said, who told you? Right. <laughs> Ain't that amazing? Who told you that? I, was, I didn't tell you. He said, and he didn't even tell you. There's something about that. Is when you do that thing that God said not to do. Mm-hmm. When you become that person that God says not to become. Yes, sir. We don't need nobody to tell us. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't need nobody. I'm 30, I'll be 33 in March. Right. And this gray in my beard is telling me about it too. You're going to pray for me. 33 years old. And I ain't saying that I'm an old man and I got a bunch of wisdom when I'm saving 33 years of living and about 23 years of being saved. I've learned this. I don't need nobody telling me what I've done wrong. That's right. right. That's right. I know it. Yeah, Amen. There's somebody that becomes grieved. Yes, sir. On the inside. I try. Who told you? I try. Good preacher. Who told you that I was thinking? He said, wait a minute. I saw eating. Mm. Oh my. Mm. Ain't it amazing? I'm just trying to walk there. I told you I ain't got no points this morning. I'm just gonna walk through it. Ain't it amazing how before Adam could even reply to him? Yes, sir. That God said, wait a minute now. Uh-huh. Have you no, surely not. Right. Hast thou eaten of the fruit right. thereof? There, there can only be one way that thou would know. Yep, yep. There's only one way you would see this. Right. There's only one way that you would know this. There's only one reason. How? Did you eat of the one tree? And I said, don't tell mm. I love Adam's answer. He said, well, technically it wasn't me. Yeah. Yep, yep. The woman. <laughs> uh, the woman that thou hast given to be. Yeah, yeah. Ain't it funny how Adam went from blaming Eve to blaming God? Yep, yep, yep. Don't take us very long that when we find ourselves in the state of wherever we are, if it's not in good standings with God Almighty Himself, when we run out of people to blame and issues to blame and problems to blame. We'll point our finger to God Himself. Right. If you'd have done this, if you'd have done that, if you'd have helped me here, if you'd have helped me there, or it'd be awful different. I don't going to preach all this. I'm trying to get somewhere. Yeah. What hast thou done? Verse 13. The woman said the serpent. Oh, here's the truth. Now, I, I hope you understand me. I'm not for blaming everyone or everything on the reason of what we've done. Right. But I believe God looks at the things that we've done. He traces that cookie trail back to the root of the problem. 
And he says, this is really why you did it. Mm. And Brother Josh, I hope I got this right. If I don't, you and Brother Dax, please correct me. Please after the service. And if it's that, maybe you sitting there. But I believe in all my heart. And Eve looked at him, and in verse 13 that I'm reading, that I'm quoting, Eve looked at him and said, the serpent yes. beguiled me. Right. You need to understand this. Number one, she told him the truth. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't making it up. She wasn't looking for an excuse. We can go back in that scripture. We can read it again, but we've already read it. And we read that the serpent was most evil yeah, in, the, in, the, in the field, in that garden of that day. Amen. The serpent, he began to intervene in her life and he began to whisper things in her ear. Hath God said, you shall not surely die. And she said, all I know is that serpent said something. Mm. And the next thing I know is here we are. Yeah. And this is what I, this is all I wanted to get to this morning. I hope oh, it'll help somebody. Listen. It's how God reacted to Eve. Yes. Come on, preacher. Oh, my. I don't know about y'all, but I have messed up a time or two in my oh, life. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. I have done some things that I'm not proud of. Yes, sir. Yeah. I've been to places that I wish I'd never went. Me too. I've said things oh, to people that I'll never be able to take back and yes, they'll forever be in their minds of what Jared Dixon said to them. I treated people wrongly and that'll go with them to their grave and it surely will go with me to my grave. And if there's anybody that the God of glory should have chastised, should have rained down fire upon us, amen, and sent his judgment in my life, you're looking at him this morning. Me it's too. me, it's me. It's me too, amen. How did God react to Eve? The Bible said, and the Lord God said, notice this, if you got your Bible open, read it with me. The Lord God said unto who? Uh-oh. I, I, I want to make sure we understand what we're, what we're reading, what we're seeing, and what we're hearing, and what we believe. Yeah. Who sinned in the garden? Eve. Eve. Adam. They're, they're the sinners in our story this morning. Right. It's all about them. It's all about their mistake. It's all about what they've done wrong. Who's to be judged in the garden? Surely it's going to be Adam. Surely it's going to be Eve that'll be judged. But here we are. We're standing at the judgment seat right here. And the word of God said that the Lord God said unto who? Uh-oh. Come on. Oh my. Come on. Woo. I'm fixing to run for Come on. this building in this place. And he looked at the serpent and he said, Because who done it? Thou hast done it. Oh, come my. on, preacher. We ain't talking to Eve right now. We're not talking to Adam. Wait, but they have the worm that partook in the fruit. I know they are. Oh, but there was somebody that slithered into their life and that began to lie to them and beguiled them. And if you'd have never showed up, they'd have never been this person. They'd have never done what they'd done. And he said, Because thou hast done this. Thou art cursed. Oh, my, my, my. I don't know about y'all, but that don't sound like the way that I try to parent. <laughs> I'm looking at who did it, who did that. I'm bad about it. Y'all forgive me. But when my girls get to fighting, they're one's fixing to be seven, one's fixing to be five. You can imagine the fights we have at our house. Over five cent toys. Oh, I'm fixing to start meddling right here. <laughs> 
They was fighting the other night. One of them's about half sick. The other one's about half stirred crazy because that one's sick. She don't want to play with her and she's upset and that one's upset. And all of a sudden, I'm talking about tears are rolling down both of them's face saying, like, Daddy, she won't let me play with it. She won't let me play with that. She won't do this and she won't do that. I said, what are y'all even talking about? And you parents know what I'm talking about right here. I don't know how much money we spent on Christmas. I don't know all of those big things that we bought them. Oh, and you know what they brought in there to me, Brother Dax? Yes. A little old piece of plastic about that much. That looked like a little old tumbler cup, you know. Yes. Had strawberry paper wrapped around it. Yes. Amen. And over a two-cent piece of plastic, yes. the biggest crocodile tears you ever seen in your life. Y'all know what I'm talking about, mamas and daddies? Yes. I've done, I've done said, Ella! I've done said, Isley! I've done made my presence known in the situation and we're not finding any help. I said, bring it to me. Yeah. I'm dead. It ain't no bigger than this stupid chapstick that I got in my pocket. I said, let me hold it. I said, I want both y'all to look at me, quit crying, dry it up, and listen here. I said, look over there in that floor. I said, there's a thousand dollars worth of toys sitting right there. I said, I'm scared to even walk upstairs for the toys that I'd step on. Amen. And puncture my skin and my foot off. I said, and y'all are crying over this. I said, I'm just going to be honest with you. Listen to your daddy. I said, y'all are making me real upset right now. Yeah. That probably ain't the right way to parent. But that, that was just me. Any parents ever just lost it? Oh, I'm losing it. And I'm just, I'm confessing it. I know I ain't got to, but it's making me feel bad. I said, y'all are making me real upset right now. I said that this two-cent piece of plastic is causing all of this commotion, and you got all those Barbies and all those dolls and all these games that y'all can be playing, and this is what you're fighting over? Yes, sir. I said, you won't have to worry about this no more. What you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. I said, it'll be in the trash can when I get up out of this seat. Yes, sir. Guess who called me last night? You know, Mama. Mm -hmm. Hey, what did, what did you do with that little plastic cup? Because, you know, Isley's sick and Ella's been gone all day, and Isley was asking, what did Daddy do with that thing? I said, tell her to look in the trash can. Yeah. You did not throw that thing away. I said, I told him I was going to. That would make me a liar if I didn't. I said, ah. And now, I mean, if it had been like, you know, a dang console station, I hope God, if I had told him I was going to throw it away, I hope God would give me the strength to go throw that thing in the dumps or somewhere. You know, if it actually costs some money, two cent piece of, I said, I threw that thing away. Yeah. Piece of junk. I said, I told him I would. I cannot believe you've done that. Now I'm fixing to talk Maryland. Now I need marriage counseling. <laughs> See, the way I deal with it, when the issue needs to be dealt with and judgment comes, I'm just going to throw it all out. Yep. The Lord looked at Adam and he looked at Eve. Listen, man. He said, had he not been here, y'all yeah. mm. never done that. Yeah. My, my. He said, it's not going to rain down on you. But he turned around and he looked at the one that has already fallen. Yes, sir. And he said, you've already lost your place. Yeah. I mean, we do know who Satan is, don't we? Sure. Yes, sir. 
We already know what you've done in the glories and in the heavens. Right. He said, you come down here and now you're beguiling with my own children. Yes. And God said, curse me. Yep. To the, to the dust of the earth shall I be. Curse below everything in this world known to man. Below the cattle of the field. Below the fowl of the air. And God begins to dish out curses. Yes, sir. Right. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 14. We're introduced to a God that gives out curses. Thou art cursed. Verse number 17. The Bible said unto Adam, he, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Here comes another one. Curse! Yes, or cursing! Be! Is this where he's fixing to curse Adam? Fixing to curse him? He said, Cursed be the ground. For thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it. All the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Are we still talking about the man and the woman that messed up in the garden? Absolutely. Come on. Are we still talking about the same judgment in the garden as God is looking at them? What shall I do with them? How will I handle this? Absolutely. And we've not yet seen where God points his finger at man and begins to curse him. But so far, he's looked at the enemy. He's looked at Satan. And he said, Cursed be thou. He's looked at the ground on which they live. And he said, Cursed be the ground. The thorns and thistles will rise up. But how does God treat his children? Tell it, preacher. Oh, my. The Bible says this. Verse number 20, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. And unto Adam also and to his wife, here it is, did the Lord make coats of skins and clothe them. You say, how did God handle the fall of man in the garden? How did God handle this judgment scene? This is exactly how He did it. He looked at the root of the problem, Satan himself, that evil serpent, and He said, you're getting a curse. And He looked at the ground, and He said, you're getting a curse. Oh, but thanks be unto God, but He looked at us. He looked at Adam, and when He looked at Eve, He didn't give no curse out that day. But on the far side of the garden, there was a little old lamb that was crying out as it had been slain and sacrificed. And he said, but for y'all, I've got something better than a curse. And we see hey, the first time, amen, a picture of God himself taking off, amen, his righteousness. And he calls the sinner to his side. And he says, but for you, I've got the best I've got to offer. And when I look at you, I don't see your faults. And I don't see your failures. But when I see you. I see the sacrifices being made. I see someone has paid the price of what you've done. God gave curses to one, but to us he gave a code. It makes me a the guy. He's been clothed in his righteousness. Yes. Oh my. God's in the business this morning. 
Sure. Dealing with issues. He's not scared to say where the curses are going. That's right. Oh, but thanks be unto God, he's not scared to say where the coats are going. Either. That's right. Oh, and in Genesis chapter number three, we find God is passing out some things. And the thorns and thistles in the ground, he's passing out the curse. And to the enemy, he's passing out a curse. Oh, but when he looks into the eyes of the one of which he formed out of the dust of the ground, and he's already looking way ahead to present day. He said that what they need is not a curse, but what they need is some good clothes. Yes. They need a coat that's been provided by a lamb, a spotless lamb. Yes. And all of a sudden, he looks over his shoulder and he sees the darling son of God. And he says, and that's the lamb they'll get. That's the coat they'll get. Somebody ought to be glad this morning that God didn't throw a curse your way. But instead, he took off the coat and gave it to you and I. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good. I don't understand it all. I wish Brother Dax, your back wouldn't hurt, and we'd probably get you to quote the entire chapter of Romans, chapter number five. It'd probably work pretty good right there. Hey, man, we talked about it long ago. The Bible said in Romans 5 that by one man's yes, disobedience, yes, sin entered into the world. Whoa! hanging on a tree uh, and then on Mark Calvary one day that scripture comes to fruition Come on. Uh, by one man's obedience yes. oh the son of God they can bridge the gap between heaven and hell when no one else could pay the penalty of mine and of your sin Jesus said I'll go and I'll pay the sin pay and when he come walking up out of the wilderness John the Baptist said Behold, the Lamb of God which take oh, away yeah. the sin of the world. But how you laugh, I've been wrapped up in his clothes. Hey, hey, man. You say, what does that mean about the way I've been living? It means we ought not want to live that way. That's yeah, right. Man. But for those of us that have lived in place in our life that we ain't proud of, right. either before salvation or during salvation, I've got good news. Yeah, hallelujah. Whoop, glory, hallelujah. Yeah. There's a code, amen, on a hand. He'll clothe you. Amen, if you've never experienced, amen. He'll clothe you. Again, by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ being washed in the blood. Amen, there's a hanger with a jacket on it with your name and Amen. Amen. He said, for all who will let him come, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. And if you know you've been saved, but you ain't been living right. Amen. You ain't Come on, right. It don't mean you took your jacket off. But what it might mean is this. You just might need to come up and say, Lord, I got my jacket real dirty. Lord, I've done some things that I ain't proud of. God, would you create in me a clean heart? And Lord, I pray, Lord, give me a new start. Oh, and be like the prodigal son. And let that father shake the dust off the old jacket and put it back around you. And say, he's still my child. Amen. Hallelujah. And this morning, I'm just glad to know that instead of God cursing man, he cursed Satan. What about that? I may be wrong. Man, and this is fresh. This ain't done. 
I just couldn't get out of here without preaching it today. That's good. Now, I, know, I know how we are. Sometimes we think that we ain't never read this, and I'm going to have to go back and study it. But uh, uh, in, in my knowledge, I've yet to find yet where God cursed man. You say, what about when he cursed uh, uh, Noah's son? God didn't curse Noah's son. Mm -mm. Noah cursed his own son. Yes, yes. And there may be. I may be. I ain't preaching. I'm not, I'm not proclaiming right. this. But I'm I ain't found one yet. Yeah, yeah. But what I have found yes, sir. is that he cursed him. Oh, that's good. And he said, but for y'all, put this on. Ooh, yeah. yeah, preacher. I want you to look like my son. Yes, sir. Yeah. That way when I, when I look down your way, it's not that I don't see your sin. It's not that I don't see your failures. It's not that I don't see your faults. So I don't see you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so when I look down there and I see y'all, I see him. I just see him. Hey, man. What a thought. Yes, sir. Now, I don't know what that does for y'all this morning, but I know Jerry. Hey, yeah. man. Man. I know the thoughts that I fight. Yeah. I know the temptations that I walk yes, through. Sir. Yes, sir. I know the things that I've done. Yes, sir. And to know that the God of all glory looks down this morning. He yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Right. Hey, he just sees him. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. Hey, you know who he sees attending Stillwater Baptist Church this morning? And oh, every sunset on front row. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's exactly hey, right. Hey, my way from Alabama. He's like, who? Oh, oh, that's my son. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to make it today or not. It was crazy at the house. We almost was late. Hey, man, this return five times, but here we are. And you're thinking, man, alive, I should just stay home and watch it. Oh, look, my son's there. Yeah. Tell it, preacher. Yes, sir. I'd rather be wrapped up in this. Yes, yeah. sir. Be wrapped up in this. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. This morning, you may want to come. I'm through, Brother Josh. You may want to come. Say, Lord, thank you. That you give me a coat to wear. That resembles your son. Lord, for all of my sin. Lord, for all of my wrong. That I should have been done wrong. I should have paid a price. Things that I've placed. This is my other Can I say this this morning? I heard an old preacher say it like this. Wrong he said, I don't know how it's fair. He said that Satan got to live. He said, wouldn't it, been, wouldn't it make sense in the eyes and hearts of man that Satan, the accuser, Satan, the evil worker, that God just removed Satan off the scene? But instead, God let Satan live and God killed his own son. He said, I don't understand. Of course, we know someone had to pay the price. Judgment. This old preacher said like this. He said, well, it's about like planting a garden. He said, uh, he said, until you put something down in the ground, he said, that ain't never going to come home. He said, until you bury something, it'll never multiply. He said, so God took the Son of God the Lord Jesus, and old Calvary, he gave his life. And for three days, he was placed in that tomb. 
things that are in the darkness. But in our eyes and in our farming culture, ideologies, and the dormancy of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, something began to bloom. He said if he had come safety, he'd have multiplied it. And he would have sprung forth. He said so instead he had to kill his own son. Yeah. And he had to bury him that in three days later heavens rose and bloomed and begin to put off the fragrance and put off buds and on mine and your behalf because of what he did for us. We're now here. You might be so so scared this morning that even being here, God was going to throw a curse your way. But maybe today he brought you here not that he could give you a curse, but so he could give you a coat. Maybe today you just want to come thank you, Lord, thank you that I've been clothed in the righteousness of yes, the Lord sir. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I know I'm not what I'm supposed to be. Right. Lord, I know you're still working on me, but Lord, I'm so glad for that it's not even me that you see me today, but it's him. Lord, keep helping me to become more like him and a reflection of your son. Father, in Jesus' name, Good Lord, I pray, Lord, that what's been said be taken and used for your glory. Lord, I know you can do that. Lord, and you can encourage your people. Lord, if one today sits in our, our midst, Lord, in the sound of these four walls and has never experienced a moment of salvation, but they've called on the name of the Lord Jesus and asked to be forgiven of their sin, I pray that today would be that day. And may they experience, Lord, that clothing of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray maybe for us, Lord, who are saved, Lord, maybe we just want to come and say, thank you. Lord, that when we've done wrong, Lord, you is merciful to us. Ask it all in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake. We're standing together all over the congregation. The preacher's going to come and give the invitation as he sees fit. Would you mind the Lord today? Maybe you just want to come thank you for salvation in your life. Thank you, Lord. Lord, help me this year to start out. Lord, trying to be a better reflection of the Son of God. Lord, not just in the eyes of God, but Lord, in the eyes of man, may they see Jesus through my life because of what He's done for me. Would you mind Him today? Yes. They're going to sing. They're going to sing this morning. They're going to sing this morning. before they do. Here's what I know. There's people in here this morning that you came, but you fought that very battle he was talking about. You didn't want to go because of the sin and the circumstance, the, the, the way you're living, where you're living. I've heard this phrase so many times. Well, I'd come, but if I come, the, the, the walls would fall in. The roof would catch on fire. Let me tell you something. God don't expect a whole lot out of you. He knows you're a sinner. And you ain't never going to stop 
living the way you're living until you realize that He paid the ultimate price to clothe you in His righteousness. If you're waiting to be righteous enough to get in church, you're never getting in church. If you're waiting to clean up to get saved, you're never going to get saved. You do realize that this morning. Because in you dwelleth no good thing. The only way that you and I can be clothed is through the Lamb and the blood that was shed on Calvary. Folks, he, he, He's not set out to curse you. Now you'll curse yourself. You'll curse yourself and die and go to a place called hell if you've never been saved. But that's not because God sent you there. He's made a way of escape. That's because it's what you chose. So with every head bowed, Every eye closed, they're going to sing. But I wonder, and I know there's a few. Who'd be the first this morning to be honest and say, Brother Josh, I do not have a day in my life where the Lord Jesus saved me and clothed me. I've never been born again, Brother Josh. Would you please pray for me? I'm not saved this morning. Would you lift your hand right back down? I won't come to you or embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. And I'm going to invite you to the altar. Anybody. Brother Josh has never been saved. God knows. Anybody? Well, let me ask you like this. I've been saved, Brother Josh, but I'm like the preacher was preaching. I'm trying to blend in with trees out in the world, but I'm not a tree. I'm saved, but I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. Would you pray for me? Anybody be honest? Oh, yes. Anybody else? Yes. Yes. Hands all over. I'm not where I need to be this morning, Brother Josh. Would you pray for me? Anybody else be honest? There's more than that. Anybody else? We're not right with the Lord this morning, Brother Josh. Can you pray for me? Here's what we're going to do. They're going to sing. I'm going to open these altars. And uh, here's, here's what I tell our church all the time. Outside of getting saved, the greatest day of my life was at 18 years old when I got right with God. I sold out to Him. Three months later, He called me to preach. The rest is, is history. I'm here today because of an opportunity like you've been given this morning. They're going to sing. I'd encourage y'all to come. Do business with the Lord this morning. Y'all sing.